Hello and welcome to the Radiant Soul podcast with your host, Shirley. Did you forget just how amazing, beautiful and powerful you are, my love? Did you forget how innately worthy, deserving and lovable you are and how infinitely abundant and rich you are as a soul living right now in this moment? It's okay. We live in a world where we are constantly bombarded with messaging and marketing that tells us we are lacking, incapable, or not enough. This is the podcast to disrupt that pattern. We're going to bulldoze some beliefs and behaviors that don't serve us, and we're going to remind you just how perfect, whole, and awesome you are right now, helping you live your best life with full agency and remembrance of why you are here. I'm Shirley, a lifelong dedicated radiant soul, and I'll be your host as we journey deep and have fun learning how to live a radiant soul life that is your best life. But first, I wish to acknowledge, and please forgive any mispronunciation, that this podcast is being recorded in my home in Montreal, also known as Teotiake, which lies on unceded indigenous lands and waters, which the Kanyenkahaka nation is recognized as the custodians. And I honor them, this land, and my ability to bring this podcast to you from here. Thank you for joining me, and let's dive into today's episode. Hi, and welcome to part three of Things I've Learned Running. This is the last in the series for now. There might be more lessons to come. Who knows? Because I do learn a lot when I'm running. But these are these are things that I've learned as I'm running, and I have consistently run for the last like 13 years, I guess, uh, that help me that I've used in my day-to-day life that have been really helpful for me in my creative endeavors, in, in how I show up for myself, how I show up for my business and in my whole life. And that helped me with my running too. So they're like lessons that have been universal, but specifically to do with running initially. And this like part three of this series is a bit more mindset focused as well. So it's a little bit more, abstract and not quite related to uh, physical projects but it's all about like what's going on internally and so the first lesson I have for you is that sometimes you just need new running shoes you may not be doing so well you may not be performing as well as you could be and it's actually not your technique not your style but it's your shoes and how this equates to life is that these are the beliefs So sometimes you just need better beliefs that support you. We all tell ourselves stories. We all tell ourselves these like non-stop inner dialogue stories about how we're showing up, who we are as a person, what that means. And, you know, it can go something like, you know, the internal dialogue can go something like, oh, I'm not good enough. Everything's always going wrong for me. I always miss my bus. I'm always late or I'm always, you know, I've never got enough money. And these beliefs literally just run constantly in the back of our head. Oh, I'm too fat or I'm too ugly. I'm not, I'm too old. I'm too young. And you get the idea. And these are the core beliefs that basically should support you, but don't. And it's just like having new shoes. Sometimes we outgrow our shoes because our feet have grown. So sometimes as a person, as I've learned more lessons or progressed more in my life or achieved more or, you know, produced more, I have outgrown the beliefs that I had. And so 
no longer do those beliefs support me. And so when I'm asking you to look at, you know, your beliefs, it's like, what are you actually telling yourself every day? What are those beliefs? And could it be that you need to change them? Like, do you believe you're going to burn out if you do too much? Like, do you believe that if you start this thing as well, like you haven't got the capacity or do you believe it's too big for you? Are these beliefs that are supporting you or are they holding you back? And in some ways it can feel like they're supporting us because our ego will tell us all sorts of things to keep us safe. It doesn't like new stuff. It doesn't like being out there. Like that ego only feels safe in the comfort zone. And the comfort zone is lovely, but it's also a bit boring and doesn't get you where you want to go. Just like your new, your old shoes, they may be like very comfortable and very cozy and remind, you know, make you feel safe, but they're full of holes and they don't really get you as far as you want to go. And they're not actually as good for you in the long term. So you might need to just see and try on a pair of new shoes, a pair of new beliefs. Like what can you try on here? And maybe it's that your new belief is... I am acutely aware of listening to my body now. So I know when I'm reaching a state of stress that could lead to burnout and I know when to stop and give myself a rest. And so I am now able to move forward without burning out. Like I can, you know, when it comes to money, you know, just having that belief, changing it slightly to I always have enough or my needs are always met whatever it takes, like just, can you just change those beliefs a little? Can you just tweak them a little? Like if you just try and whack on a whole brand new pair of shoes in a different size, they're not going to fit. But if you buy a pair of shoes, the right size for you and the right fit, like, you know, can you find those beliefs that do support you, that do give you the strength, the the momentum forwards, the sort of bounce in your step to keep going. And so that's my first lesson is like, you know, sometimes you just need new shoes. You sometimes just need new beliefs that support you rather than hold you back in a comfort zone. And the second lesson is that running sometimes makes me cry. (laughs) And is this a lesson you're asking? Like, why do you need to know that? That's just weird. But it does. In my, when I say sometimes, I'm being very uh, <laughs> I, okay. I I am very underestimating myself. That I cry most of the times I go running, and I'll tell you why this is. It's because energy and emotions get stuck in our body, and when we don't move our bodies, when we don't sort of shake them up a bit to be, to move those emotions, they stay stuck. And so what I find when I'm running is that it almost like shakes all of my emotions loose. It shakes all of that stuck energy inside me loose. And now for me, that often comes out as crying. And, you know, I had one running partner when I first moved to Montreal who was just, I loved her to pieces. She sadly moved away, but you know, she'd always be like, okay, time to cry it out. (laughs) You know, it'd be like, or it'd be time to walk it out or time to walk it out and cry it out. And she'd just be like, let it go. Like, just let it out. Because I was going through a lot of difficulties at the time. And it was run the actual act of running was unsticking these emotions and stuck energy in me that I wasn't feeling able to just release myself and was holding onto. And it was allowing them to pass through me and to move through me. 
and that's why I cry when I run it's just it's just part of like my process <laughs> and it's part of what I do to work through some of my emotions and it always has been and often if I'm working you know especially when I was living alone and I didn't have my son on those weekends or whenever it was I would work late at night and at 10 o'clock at night I'd find I'd done like four hours stooped over on my computer or something and then I would go and have a run to sort of shake it out and get it out of my system and so the invitation here and the lesson here is that often you can feel stuck and you're just not moving your body enough and if you want to if you're feeling stuck if your energy is feeling dense or if you're just feeling like there's emotions that you're not expressing and generally it just feels you just feel dense you just feel like you know yeah I mean there's no other word for it like just dense yucky bit stuck stuck not moving and the invitation here is it can be really as simple as moving your body. Now, I'm not saying go out and run. By all means, do the Couch to 5K if you want to do that. Or, you know, if you're already a runner, go do that. But, like, move your body in any way that feels good to you. I mean, sometimes I just shake it. You know, you'll I'll watch my cat get up and she'll always shake, especially if she's just been stroked. She shakes it out. And if you can watch animals do this even in the park. Like, ducks will, like get out of the water and then like sort of fuss each other and then they'll shake and it's it's literally and dogs shake they shake off the excess energy so you can just shake it out you can go for a run you can dance you can jump up and down as long as you're moving the body every now and then just to shift and unstick that energy and if you've got energy like if it's more dense than that if it's heavier than that then by all means move it more not to the point of injury like be careful and know your limits but the invitation is to shake it out to move it to dance to jump to run to like just shift it out and that brings me to my third point which is that running closes the stress response loop so as I said afterwards like you know earlier like I would often go for a run really late at night having done a long period of work because I'm a bit of a night owl anyway like that's what suited me but what it also helped do was not just shake out the emotions but it also helped close the stress loop so when we like go into a fight or flight or freeze situation unless we actually either fight and die or fight and win or flight like run away and get back to safety or run away and die like I mean <laughs> the death option from the tiger is a thing that you know did happen whatever but like <laughs> you know that's the worst case scenario but and you know so there's no need to close a stress loop if you're dead right but if you actually sort of fight and win or run away and get back to safety then you have closed the loop because if you win, then you feel a sense of victory and relief come flooding over you that you have like solved the problem and got out of the the immediate fear, like you're now safe. If you make it home, you're also safe. And so it closes the stress response loop. But what happens with a lot of everyday stresses in our modern lives is that we don't actually get to fight or run away and reach safety. So we end up staying in like in a freeze scenario where we don't ever feel like we have reached safety. And so what happened, like one of the ways you can get like sort of bypass that or sort of close that loop 
is by going and doing physical activity, going and running fast, going and burning it out at the gym or going and punching a punch bag, you know, doing the fighting aspect or even doing martial arts combat. Like it's actually having that response or you can go and have a hug as well. Like if you go and find someone you love and go and have a hug for, I think it's like, it needs to be over 30 seconds, I think, or something to be effective. But there are these ways that you can close that stress response loop. And so then your body can relax, it can feel safe, and it can free up your energy. It's like vacuuming and cleaning at the end of the week. It frees up the energy in your home to bring in fun for the and leisure and nice things for the weekend. You know, it's not nice of being in all of that accumulated dust and mess. But when you never close those stress response loops, that's what happens is you like get stuck in all of this energy that never feels safe. It never feels relaxed. It never feels like relief or peace. And so we often, you know, we all want a peaceful world. We want to live in a world that's, you know, loving and kind and peaceful. But you're never, if you're never letting yourself feel that because you're never closing that stress response loop, then there's a problem like you you're never going to live in a peaceful world if you can't even feel it within yourself so running for me really helps me close that stress response loop it really helps me sort of when I've been in a high energy state and I'm going to literally go for a run when I finish recording this part three because I've recorded all three in a row part one two and three and I'm I can feel my body now it's like charged up there's energy and it feels good it feels like good energy because I've been doing something productive that I want to do but it's still there in my body and it's still a charge and it needs dispersing it needs closing it needs releasing and the running can do that so again it's like just like the last point move in any way you want like shake it out run dance jump go skipping like go roller skating (laughs) whatever it takes to to shift that energy and to close that stress response because the adrenaline needs to be discharged that gets put like pumped into your body. So when you're feeling stressed, you're not able to do what you want to do. You're not able to move forward with your project as effectively as you want to because you're in a stress response that hasn't been closed. And just giving yourself that freedom of movement, allowing yourself to shake it out, allowing yourself to move, allowing yourself to go run, allowing yourself to also go seek the comfort of a hug of someone that loves you and just allowing your body to discharge that energy really pays off dividends in the end because it really enables you to it clears the space it enables more good stuff to come through and when you're a clear channel like that when you keep clearing yourself out like that you become a channel for things far more greater than you could ever imagine or dream And then your work takes on a whole higher level of quality. So that is the last of my tips for things I've learned while I'm running. For now, who knows? I have already put part four down on my uh, sheet of notes to see what else comes through. But for now, that's it. We've got parts one, two and three. And I'm just going to recap them all for you just so that you don't um, forget them. So number one was that you're not always going to be at the top of your game and that's okay. (laughs) Number two is that you can use interval training to build longevity, distance and speed, but not just in training and sports, but in your life, in your projects. Like 
using rest breaks, using naps, using time out to progress and to be far more productive in the long run. When going up a hill, it's always good to stop and rest and walk it out. And just take your time, slow it down, the same as with all things in life. Also, when going up a hill, just stop and look back at how far you've come. Celebrating all the steps you've taken is a massively important and often missed point of like piece of life. And something so powerful in how you progress through life, how you progress through your projects, how you bring your dreams to life. Be aware of what goal you're chasing after. Because if it's not the right goal for you, it's never going to feel good. So don't run a marathon if you only actually want to run 5k. Also know that there will always be people stronger, better, further ahead of you. But that also there will also, you will be that person sometimes and you will also be lagging behind sometimes. And it's not a comparison game. And to just remind yourself of that, that you're on your own race, you're on your own route. And then in t- today's episode, we discussed... Needing new running shoes, which is like needing new beliefs that support you, beliefs that don't hold you back, beliefs that don't keep you stuck. And also like running is a really useful way of releasing emotions from the body, like moving your body, shaking it up and about and running and dancing. Not only can it release and remove stuck energy and emotions, but it also can close the stress response loop. I hope you really enjoyed this series, this mini series. Um, I know I have. I really enjoyed the lessons and the reminders of them. I'm looking forward to my run now and to see what comes through. I wish you a beautiful week and I'm going to come back to you next week with lessons I've learned from painting because these are also gems that I have been given through things that I do, you know, as part of my everyday. Have a great week. I love you. Bye. To find out more about how to work with me, then visit soulartbyshirley.com where you can find out about commissioning your very own uniquely channeled radiant soul painting. Purchase soul art and prints directly from the art shop or join one of my courses. And if you love this podcast, then please share with your friends, leave a review and hit the subscribe button so you won't miss another episode. Plus, as a thank you for leaving a review, take a screenshot of your posted review and send it to soulartbyshirley at gmail.com to receive a free copy of your Radiant Soul Hypnosis. Thank you for listening to the Radiant Soul Podcast. And as always, I love you.